are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Thank you for being here. Turn your Bibles, please, to Psalm 105. Psalm 105. It seems like there's a theme all day today that God has been uh, trying to give out today and the songs, everything else. Pastor Atwood gave a devotion this morning. It was the same theme, and we're just going to finish this off the same way. You guys don't mind, I wear my sunglasses. There you go. Oh, I can see my notes. Psalm 105, the Bible says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name, let the heart of them that rejoice, rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength, seek his face forevermore. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgment of his mouth. O ye seed of Abraham, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen. He is the Lord our God, his judgments are in all the earth. He hath remembered his covenant forever, the, world, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, which covenant he made with Abraham, his oath unto Isaac, and confirmed the same unto Jacob for a law, and to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying, Unto thee will I give the land of Canaan, the lot of your inheritance, when they were but a few men in number, yea, very few and strangers in it, when they went from one nation from, uh, to another, to, from one kingdom to another people. He suffered no man to do them wrong, yea, he reproved kings for their sakes, saying, Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Moreover, he called for a famine upon the land, he brake the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters, he was laid in iron, until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. The king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He made him lord of his house and rule of all his substance, to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. Israel also came into Egypt, and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham, and increased his people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. He turned their hearts to hate his people, to deal subtly with his servants. He sent Moses, his servant, and Aaron, whom he had chosen. They showed his signs among them and wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made it dark, and they rebelled not against his word. He turned the waters to blood and slew their fish. Their land brought forth frogs in abundance in the chambers of their kings. He spake, and there came divers sorts of uh, lies and, uh, and lies in all their coasts. He gave them hail for rain and flaming fire in their land. He smote their vines also in their fig trees and brake the trees of their coast. He spake, and the locusts came and caterpillars, and that without number, and did up all the herbs uh, in their land, and devoured the fruit of their ground. He smote also the firstborn in their land, and the chief of all their strength. He brought them forth also with silver and gold. There was not one feeble person among their tribes. Egypt was glad when they departed, for the fear of them fell upon them. He spread a cloud for a covering, a fire to give light in the night. The people asked, and he brought quails, and satisfied them with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock, and the waters gushed out. They ran in the dry places like a river. For he remembered this holy promise, and Abraham his servant, he brought forth all his people with joy, and his chosen with gladness, and gave them the lands of the heathen, and they inherited their labor of the people, that they might observe the statutes and keep his laws. Praise ye the Lord. Our Heavenly Father, we do ask your blessings now on this truth, dear God, that you showed me one morning. I pray God it be a help to all of us. 
In Jesus' name, amen. And thank you for being here tonight. I was reading this psalm one morning for personal devotions. And I must admit, I'm sure, you know, I hope it's just not me. But once in a while, you know, you read the Bible and you're just kind of, yeah, you're seeing the words. But you're just kind of going through the motions and just reading it. And I must admit that my mind was somewhat wandering as I was reading this psalm. I was seeing the words. I was getting the gist of what the psalmist was saying. He was bragging on God and remembering what God had done for Israel in the past. I don't know why I was thinking this. I, you know, I was saying, you know, is this, this is just one of those uh, psalms where they brag on God. And then after a while, they tell God about their circumstances and their problems. And God, you're this, you're this. And, and God, now this is what we're going through. And so I was reading the psalm with that in mind and kept looking for the time when he would start complaining. And start naming his problems and circumstances. And then all of a sudden, I got to the end of the verse, and it came to, and it just stopped. And I thought, where's the punchline? Where's the transition to the problems? Where's the list of unbearable circumstances? I looked, there was none. He bragged on God and then stopped. Just as clear as can be, I noticed how the psalm ended, still bragging on God still bragging on God my mind I thought you know what this Psalm 105 just like one of the Psalms Psalm, like Psalm 89 for from verse 6 to uh, verse 18 they're bragging about God for who in the heaven can be compared unto the Lord who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and be had in reverence of all them that are about him O Lord God of hosts who is a strong Lord like unto thee or to thy faithfulness round about thee and go and on and on and on it goes and bragging about God and by the way rightfully so we got a God that we can brag about and then he goes on and then in verse 38 I noticed the transition. He's talking about Israel, and he says, But thou hast cast off and abhorred. Thou hast been wroth with thine anointed. Thou hast made void the covenant of thy servant. Thou hast profaned his crown by casting it to the ground. Thou hast broken down all his hedges. Thou hast brought his strongholds to ruin. All that passed by the way spoil him. It's a reproach to his neighbors. Thou hast set up the right hand of his adversaries. Thou hast made all his enemies to rejoice. And then he kept on going and says, Remember, Lord, the reproach of thy servants, how I do bear in my bosom, the reproach of all the mighty people. And by the way, I'm not saying we should never tell God our problems. I actually, we should tell God our problems. God commands us to. God wants us to. God wants to hear from us. First uh, Peter 5 and 6, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he makes salt in due time. And then it says, Casting all your care upon him. For what? For he careth for you. You see, God cares for all of us. And, and God wants to hear about our troubles. And God wants to hear about our problems. I'm not, I'm not saying we ought not to pour out our heart to God. God says, pour out your heart before me. We should and we ought to. God wants to hear what's in our hearts. But here's the question. But is that all that God hears from us? Is that all that God hears from us? Is it every time we come to God? Is it every time we come in the presence of God? It's always our complaints. It's always our sorrows. It's always our problems. It's always our dilemma. It's always our heartaches. It's always our pains. Is that all he hears? Again, we should tell God those things. But the question is, is that all that God hears 
from us. I started looking at other Psalms and I say, you know, are there any other Psalms like Psalm 105? Where the author begins praising God and ends praising God. And I saw Psalm 8. The Bible says, a Psalm of David, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies. That thou mightest still the enemy and avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the passage of the sea. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. David wrote Psalm 8 and did not ask for anything. He did not complain about anything. He just magnified God and then he stopped. He began the same way as he ended. He said, oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Psalm 23 is the same way. A Psalm of David, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou knowest with oil, my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He wrote Psalm 23. What do you want, David? Nothing. I just wanted to say the Lord is my shepherd. I just wanted to say how good God is to me. What do you need, David? Nothing. I just wanted to brag on God just a little bit. I just wanted to praise God just a little bit. Give unto the Lord, Psalm 29, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon many, upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh also the, uh, the, to skip the, like a calf. Lebanon is right like a uh, young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve and discovereth the forest and in his temple that everyone speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth upon the flood. Yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. What do you want, David? Nothing. I just wanted to brag on God a while. What do you need, David? Nothing. I just wanted to magnify my God for a while. And Psalm 46 is the same way. It was written to the sons, sons of Korah. And again, it praises God all the way through. Verse 10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Korah, sons of Korah, what are you singing about? Your problems? Your sorrows? No, we're just bragging on God. We're just remembering what God has done for us. We're just lifting him up for a while. By the way, the theme of the song was so good. The next psalm 
was the same way. Again, talking about praising God. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our King. Sing praises for God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of His holiness. Yes, there are psalms that are prayers where the author telling God his sorrows, his problems, and his hardships. But not all the psalms are that way. As I was reading Psalm 105 that morning, I was expecting it to suddenly turn to the author's problem. Somewhat dismissive in my mind. I said, okay, where is it? Now he's going to start talking about himself now. Talking about his problems. By the way, nothing wrong with that. God wants to hear that. But I'm trying to convey, I hope I convey the lesson that God gave me that morning. That's why I guess it stuck so mind, in my mind so vividly when it just ended. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it to turn course and all of a sudden turn to the author. It never did. It started out praising God and magnifying God. And it ended praising God and magnifying God. Yes, God wants to hear about our problems. Yes, God wants to hear about our sorrows. Yes, God wants to hear about our circumstances, our broken hearts, our failures, our weaknesses, our trials, our tribulations, our tears, our heartaches, our situation. God wants to hear all about that. But notice one word I said over and over again. Our. 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 I was reading Psalm 105. I was waiting for the topic to switch from God to the writer of the psalm. It never happened. I got to the end of Psalm 105, and the topic never switched. It was all about God. It was about, the, it, was, it was about the author remembering who God was and what he has done. Psalm 105, verse 1, O give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name, let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength, seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works that he had done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. I question, when was the last time we just spent time with God, talking about him and not about us? When was the last time we bragged on him and just kept on bragging on him and for, forgot all about our troubles and forgot all about our trials? It was all about him. And we enjoyed the fellowship. We enjoyed the company. We enjoyed praising God just for a little bit. And we forgot about us. One of the joys of family are those times when we just sit around and talk about memories. And recently we were just, uh, I think it was after Sunday, and we just, just finished lunch. And we were talking, we were just talking, and we were just, you know, just, just conversation. You know, uh, Papa, you remember when? You remember this? Do you remember that? And, you know, the, uh, the children would start talking, remember when he did this or she did that? And, you know, and try to embarrass everybody and things like that. And, you know, and we were talking about in the, the fellowship, just remember, remember that? Remember that? Do you remember that time? Let me illustrate what God showed me that morning. What Psalm 105 taught me. I'm not going to be irreverent, but in trying to teach the lesson, I envision a Christian and his heavenly father having fellowship with God. A child of God walking with his heavenly father. 
and just fellowshipping with God. And the Christian says, Father, do you remember the day I got saved? And God would answer, sure, son. I was the one that saved you. Of course I remember that day. Father, do you remember how much I was under conviction? God, do you remember the preaching of the word of God? I didn't really pay attention to the message, but God, the invitation got me so under conviction. Do you remember that, God? And the Heavenly Father says, I do remember that. I saw you grabbing to the pews right there while all your knuckles are almost white because you grabbed so hard on the pews. I remember that, son. God, you remember how Dr. Curtis Hudson said, if you want to get saved, would you raise your hand? God, you remember that? Oh, yeah, I remember that. I put that thought in his, head, in his mind through the Holy Spirit of God. I put that thought to do that. God, I remember that. I remember raising my hand. I know I saw you, son. I saw you raise your hand. And God, do you remember the time after that when he said, he says, now that, that those of you that just raised your hand, would you do something? Would you look at me? God, do you remember that? Oh, son, I remember that. I remember that vividly. The Holy Spirit nudged Dr. Hudson and said, do that now. And I remember that. And I couldn't hold it anymore, God. I could not hold it anymore. I was so much under conviction, oh, God. I remember that, son. I remember that, son. Oh, God, as soon as I looked at Dr. Curtis Hudson, I just started weeping. And I broke down and wept. I didn't, I didn't have to be told that I was a sinner. I knew I was a sinner. I didn't have to be told I was going to hell. I knew I was going to hell. Oh, God, do you remember that? Oh, I remember that, son. And son, remember this? I remember when you walked down the aisle, that first step you took. Oh, God, I remember that. I remember I didn't know what to say out front. I didn't know that, you know, I had to go out there and say, I want to be born again. I didn't know all those things. I just said two words. God, you remember what those were two words were, Father? Yes. You said two words. I believe. Oh, I believe. I believe that Jesus is the Savior. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that if I receive him as my Savior, I'm not going to die and go to hell. I believe that I have eternal life. My sins forgiven. I believe that only Christ can take me to heaven. Do you remember that, God? Oh, I remember that, son. Oh, son, you didn't see it then. But you should have seen the rejoicing up in heaven that day, son. I remember that rejoicing up in heaven, son. You didn't see it, but in the in heaven, the angels and the hosts of heaven rejoice because a sinner became a child of God. I remember that, son. Oh, I remember that. Oh, God, this is good talking to you. I'm so glad you're my Savior, God. I'm so glad that you saved me. I know I don't deserve it, God, but God, I'm so glad you died on the cross for my sins. Oh, God, I deserve to die and go to hell, but I'm so glad that you died for me. Oh, God, I love you, God. I love you, God. You're a wonderful God. I know that, son. Oh, God, I'm not perfect. I know that too, son. But I love you. Thank you, God. God, you've been so good to me. God, you've never failed to meet my need. Remember God in Bible college? Yes, son, I remember that. God, remember I was making less money than my school bill was? There was no way for me. It was impossible for me to pay my bill. Yes, I remember that, son. And son, I remember you walking to the mailbox and praying to me and asking me, God, let there be an envelope there with money. 
I remember you walking and with your head bowed and say, God, would you put an envelope there with money? And God, you did it. And God, you did it. And God, you did it. You had me, you had me graduate in three years with all my bills paid. I remember that, God. Thank you, God, for being so good. Oh, God, you're such a wonderful God. Oh, God, you're such a provider. Oh, God, thank you for taking care of me. Remember, God, when I was about to go home from college and all my tires were bald, they were basically sick. They had no tread at all. And I say, God, I can't make it home. It's uh, 2,300 miles to go back. This car is not going to make it. And remember, God, you had somebody call me. And I never asked for anything, but at the end of the conversation, you had him ask, now, Tom, do you need anything? Oh, my. And I said, yes, I need tires. And remember what he said. He says, go to the shop with four new tires and I'll pay for it. Oh God, you're such a good God. Oh God, you take care. Oh God, you've never failed one time to meet our needs. Oh God, you remember that one night there was a lady at church. She was wearing a long red dress. Whoo! She was hot, God. She was pretty. And God, I wanted to make my move. But she was always with her friend. And so I had somebody else, another guy, man from church, and say, you distract the friend. I'll talk to her. And God, you gave me a wonderful wife. Her name is Christine. Oh, God, you remember that? Oh, yes, son, I remember that. And by the way, you know what? You married out of your league, son. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, I know that, but I'm so glad you gave me a wonderful wife. Oh, God, you know you're so good in giving us children. And God, you're so good in giving us the ability to put them in the Christian school. But God, remember one time when we were looking at it and it says, you know what? I'm not sure we're going to be able to keep them in school. It's just tight right now. And we're looking away and said, we don't want to take them out of school. And just at the right time, oh God, just at the right time, we told no one. And just at the right time, you made it possible for us to keep them in school. And all three have now graduated from the Christian school. And David's the last, uh, he's going to be graduating soon here. God, you've always been good to us. You've met our needs. God, you're so good in giving us a church. God, I don't know how it'd be like to be saved without a church. But I'm glad you gave us a church. And God, not only that, but God, you gave us a pastor that loves his people. God, I'm so thankful that you gave us a pastor that loves his people. And God gave us a pastor that's so sincere and trying to do what's right and trying to do what's best for the church and trying to bring God glory and trying to do what it, what it is to magnify you. Oh God, I'm so glad we don't have a perfect pastor because there's nobody perfect. But guess what? We have a sincere man of God that loves God and wants to do what's right for God. God, I'm so glad you gave us a church and gave us a pastor like you did. Oh, God, I thank you for this country. God, you blessed us with America. I remember being able to come here. And I remember I was supposed to uh, be eligible to be a US, U.S. citizen. But I was not ready to pledge my allegiance. But I remember that day when I said, I'm ready. I'm ready to renounce my citizenship in another country and embrace this country as my own. I remember that day. And I remember I pledged allegiance to the United States of America. 
and to the flag for which it stands. I remember that day, and God, you've been so good. This country has been good to me. God, I know I'm not proud of this, but you remember that day right after 9-11. We were driving down to Salinas to visit relatives. And there was this car right beside us flying a flag from a different country. And God, I saw that flag, and I remember rolling down my window. God, maybe I should have done it. Son, you should not have done it. God, but remember what I said. If you like that country so much, why don't you go back to that country? God, you remember that. I love America. I love America. I'm so glad you gave me this country. When was the last time we just spent time with God, remembering what he has been to us? So I look back on Psalm 105 as I was reading it. It just ended abruptly. I was looking for it to turn to the author. It never did. It stayed on God. I envisioned the conversation going something like this. A child of God talking to his heavenly father. And just bragging on God and thanking God. And just giving God praise for all he's done. And then God turns and says, son, aren't you going to be late? Don't you have to go soon? And the son says, yes, dad, yes, father, I do need to go. And then he turns to leave. And the father says, our heavenly father says, didn't you forget something? Didn't you forget to ask me things? And the son says, God, I've enjoyed so much bragging on you, I forgot. The title of the message, I got so busy remembering I forgot to ask. I got so busy remembering the goodness of God I forgot to ask about myself. I got so absorbed with you God I ran out of time for me. God, but I do have needs. I'll come back. I'll tell you about those needs but I'm so glad I spent this time just bragging on you and thanking you and just Enjoying fellowship with thee. God wants to hear our prayers, our needs, our heartaches, our sorrows, our trials and hardships. But every once in a while, he would just like to hear you just brag on him. Just brag on him. Just thank him. I think if you think hard enough, you'll find a lot of things to thank God for. So we're at the end of the conversation. You say, God, I got so busy remembering, I forgot to ask. We're going to the auditorium soon. And we will be worshiping God. Let's practice worshiping God. I guess if there's one word to describe the lesson, it is this word of worship. God deserves to be worshipped. Let me say this. Our public worship of God starts with our private worship of Him. Those times when no one sees, it's just you and God, and we just spend time adoring and expressing our love and thanking and worshipping God. I was out on an errand this afternoon, and I was playing, uh, we had the CD on the, in the car playing the song, uh, Alvin Martinez and Brooke, I Have Been Blessed. And just... Listening to that song. I have been blessed. God's so good to me. 
precious are his thoughts of you and me. And I just start clapping. Say, God, I am blessed. God, I am blessed. Praise God. Oh, God. I am blessed. And the song just kept on playing. And all the blessings about our country, about our salvation, about God's provision and all that. I said, oh God, I've been blessed. I don't know where the clapping comes from, but man, it's in one of the Psalms there somewhere. But it just felt so natural. Oh God. I have been blessed. I don't know what the people next door, uh, the next car over were, were, were saying, but you know what? I did not care. I was praising my God. I was glorifying my God. I was exalting my God. I was magnifying my God. Oh God, I have been blessed. Oh my, I played that song once and then I played it again. And I same again. The clapping came again and, and then the praising God because I've been blessed. Charles Weigel, he was nearing 100, and they were dedicating a, uh, a music center, the Weigel Music Center in Tennessee Temple College back then. And Burr was there. Burr gave the story. So they went through all the ceremony. A lot of dignitaries were there. After the ceremony was over, Dr. Weigel went back to his room. He's the one that wrote that song, No One Ever Cared For Me Like Jesus. And he went back to his room, and Brother Hiles wanted to talk to him before he left. And so he approached the apartment where he was staying. At the door, Brahaus heard the bed springs, like someone jumping on a bed. And he heard clapping. And he heard someone saying, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He went on for a while, the bed, uh, jumping on the bed. And the praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. After a while, Brahaus knocked on the door. And here was Dr. Charles Weigel. Without a tie on, the shirt's unbuttoned. Barefoot. Come answer the door. And Rahal says, what's been going on? And Dr. Weigel says, just practicing. I'm just practicing for heaven. I'm just practicing for heaven. You know what? We're going to worship God for all eternity. Why don't we practice here now? Let's practice here now. I'm not saying spend an hour uh, trying to do this. Start, you know, but you know what? There got, ought to be time when we just sit down and say, God, I so, I so much love you. God, you're such a wonderful God. Oh, God, you're such a great God. Oh, God, I, I'm so glad you saved me. Oh, God, I'm so glad I'm born again. I'm so glad I'm going to go to heaven. It's all because of you, oh, God. You know what? Our God deserves that. To hear, to hear that. Our Heavenly Father deserves to hear that from His children. I'm not saying don't go to God and ask God for the things you need, but it's not all that God hears from us. God deserves to hear us praise Him. Just like a, heavy, a, a loving Father would like His children appreciate what He's done, our Heavenly Father would like to hear that we actually Appreciate all that is done. Is it all about us? Is it all about our needs? When God, when, when God sees you coming, He says, Okay, I, I like to hear it. I want to hear it. I want to meet their needs. But for once, can they just say thank you? For once, can they just praise me? For once, can they just exalt me and magnify me? By the way, God deserves that.
God deserves that from us. By the way, if we do that, something's going to burn in our heart that would cause us to see. Worship is from the inside out. You can't manufacture that. It's got to start here. It starts by remembering and being thankful. If you read the first five verses of that, uh, that passage, it talks about singing. It talks about talking about God to other people. It talks about rejoicing. That's what this is all about. This is, whoo, that's what that is all about. Rejoicing, not in yourself, but rejoicing in your God. That early morning, I was reading it. I was expecting it to turn to the author. And I waited for it. And waited for it. And never came. The author started talking about God. But at the end, he ran out of time. He said, God, maybe next time I'll tell you my needs. But I just wanted to brag on you a while. I just wanted to praise you a while. Our God deserves our worship. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are. And I thank you for all that you've done for us. Oh, Father, help us to express to thee how wonderful you really are. You are a wonderful God. You are a wonderful Savior. Oh, we're so undeserving of eternal life. And I'm so glad you died for us. Oh, God, help us not to be guilty of being ungrateful to the one who's done all and given all to us. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.